Welcome to the Wild and Free Podcast, Episode 9. I'm Ainsley Arment, here with Tina Ingold, and today we're talking about getting on the same page as your spouse when it comes to homeschooling. A little bit later in the podcast, we're going to share a special moment that happened at one of our Wild and Free conferences. I think you're going to love it. So grab a cup of coffee and join us on the front porch. Let's get started. some of the fears or concerns that husbands or wives might have? I think the first one is comparing. You know, when we see what other people are doing on social media or even just in real life, that puts a lot of fear in us that my children might be behind the public school system. And then another one is just insecurities within ourselves, you know, feeling like I'm not competent enough or smart enough or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be. It's a flat out lie because we each have our own strengths. Some moms are good at music or sports. I'm not very athletic. And so sometimes when I see other, you know, moms posting, oh, my kids are in soccer and scoring all these goals, it makes me think, maybe my kids should be in soccer or playing sports. But the truth is, is they just both climb to the top of Mount Everest together. I know. (laughs) Right. Yes. But that's not one of my strengths. I'm just not super athletic. And so why would I put that? pressure on myself to think that my kids should be these amazing sports mm-hmm. people. When they're just well, I think not. we forget that they are real human beings that are developing. And despite mm. us, they will still develop and do things that they love or want to pursue. Yes. Cody right now is really wanting to play the violin. And mm. he, he mentioned it at three, but it was at the age where we were buying him instruments out the wazoo and he was destroying <laughs> them because he would play them so hard and he just didn't have right. the respect <laughs> for the instruments. So we helped off but he is just expressing an interest he saw someone playing the violin recently and it reminded him I think it stirred in him those feelings that he used to have I think we need to figure out what our strengths are and definitely what our children's strengths are and just nurture that Ben and I both grew up in fairly academically driven households Ben's parents were both educators. His dad was an administrator of school and his mom was a school teacher. She's a wonderful teacher and he didn't know any different. And I'm kind of the same way. I didn't ever see myself homeschooling. I always thought my kids would go to mainstream Mm -hmm. school and I kind of wanted them to. You know, I didn't know anybody who homeschooled that wasn't a little strange. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. My father had his doctorate. He had, was a professor at West Point Military Academy. And he was always pushing education, education, education. And, you know, it was easy for us to fall into that and think we don't want our kids to fall behind. And I didn't have the desire to homeschool originally. But when Wyatt was in the second grade, I really started feeling that pull out of nowhere and just mm-hmm. knew homeschool, that was the right thing to do. But when I brought it up to Ben, he was not on board. I mean, he wasn't mm-hmm. against it. He He listened to my point of view. He definitely expressed his concerns and said, let's not jump into this. (laughs) I want to support your opinion. 
opinion and your perspective, but mm-hmm. hear me out. And some of his concerns were kind of what you had mentioned too, Tina, which were, will our kids get behind? All we knew was the academic world of education right. and learning. And he wanted our kids to be prepared to go on and get advanced degrees if they wanted to, just yeah. like we had the opportunity. And then also, <laughs> I think there's always that fear. Will our kids be weird? You know, are they right. going to be the weird? Yeah, socially awkward. Socially yeah. awkward kid. Nobody wants that. Yeah. I actually right. love that we're a little weird now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now that I see what, now that I see what, you know, normal looks like, I actually really embrace the weird, but I get it. We don't want our kids to be the socially awkward kid. Well, and I would say too, if you're starting out and have some fears or reservations, one way is just to say, let's just do a trial year. And also starting out slow. If your child is starting in kindergarten, you really don't need to get all the curriculum, all the books. Just starting out with, we do handwriting without tears. Oh, we love handwriting without tears. Yes, it's wonderful. I don't do a lot of curriculum, but I do love handwriting without tears. Yes, it's wonderful. So, you know, doing that to encourage writing for math, just getting games like Uno. I know we've mentioned some games before just to introduce them to numbers and math and then read aloud every day. That's it. Just those three things. I know that seems so simple, but there's so much you can learn just by reading aloud to your child every day, starting as early as preschool and kindergarten, really Mm -hmm. just 10 or 15 minutes a day. I know uh, Sarah McKenzie talks a lot about that. When you start slowly like that, it can help you to get a good handle on it and just ease your way into it. Getting started is less about what you're giving your children as far as curriculum Mm -hmm. or activities. A lot of it is what you're not giving them. You know, it's making sure that they don't have certain things so that they'll fill it with the right things. In the spring of 1999, when I was a junior in college, I heard the tragic news of a shooting at Columbine High School. I couldn't stay home and do nothing, so my friends and I packed up a borrowed station wagon and drove across the country to do what we could to serve the students there. We arrived in Littleton, Colorado, to a scene that took our breath away. We spent hours praying in silence, reading memorial notes, looking at photos, and crying with others who had gathered there to remember the victims. After it was over, I didn't want to come home. So instead, I went to a summer camp in Colorado where I spent the next few weeks manning a ropes course, being out in nature, and serving meals to campers. It was truly one of the most impactful experiences of my life. As I hiked up Mount Princeton, rode horses along the front range, and soaked in those breathtaking views, I swore that if I ever had a family someday, I was going to bring them back here to this same place. Fifteen years later, that's exactly what I did. My husband Ben and I brought our family to Trail West Lodge in Colorado for an unforgettable weekend together. It made such a huge impact on all of us that we decided to host an annual camp there for wild and free families. For many of us, it's become a rite of passage for childhood, a place to run free with other like-minded families, and to have experiences we can't have anywhere else. You see, there's a timer running out on childhood, and we only have so much time to make incredible memories together. Join us at Trail West Lodge this August 25th to 27th in Buena Vista, Colorado. There's a cabin with your family's name on it, and we can't wait to have you there. For more information, visit bewildandfree.org slash family camp. Let's go back to that little place where we used to go in the summer days we dip our feet at the water's edge and everyone would come along to meet us there mm-hmm.
else that Ben admitted was a concern for him too in the beginning and there's a tension with every year mm-hmm. is just concern for me, you know, concern mm-hmm. for me as his wife that I'm not being overburdened with something that I wouldn't necessarily have to be doing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's free education out there. There's, you know, there's other right. options. And you can just put your feet up and relax. Yeah. While and honestly, gone. you know, it's concern for me. You know, he doesn't want me to be spent. Sounds a little funny to say that, but I think, you know, husbands no, right. think about this. I read this a while ago talking about the daily, weekly, and monthly. This is referring to homeschooling specifically, but daily is just taking a few minutes a day for yourself and not feeling guilty about that. Mm. Whether it's eating a piece of chocolate in your room for (laughs) five minutes or maybe reading a chapter of a book while your kids are playing, just kind of having that time for yourself to just rejuvenate for a minute. And then the weekly is planning something that you can do as a family, whether it's movie night or maybe you go to a farmer's market together. And then the monthly is going on a date night with your husband. Mm. So just Mm -hmm. that time with just you two to connect, because sometimes it feels like you're just two ships passing in the night sometimes. And so, so true. Yeah. Yeah. So having that once a month connection, or if you can do it more, that's great. Right. But really, <laughs> once a month is what's doable for us. So I liked that model. And we don't necessarily follow that. To a T. But yeah, it's right, a great right. guide. But one of the most important things that I've learned in terms of homeschooling is that homeschool is really just a way of life. I think I had to get over thinking that homeschool from a specific time to a specific time and you know because I've even had people ask me you know when are you done with school for the day but really that's such day, a hard question I know because, it is it well is. who knows always, you know we're free right now but we might dive into <laughs> something in a little bit right exactly because nothing really is structured or planned at least for us so it's really nice to view everything as a way of learning whether we're going to the grocery store or whatever it is we're doing everything becomes a part of learning learning. And so I think when I changed my mindset to that, that we're always homeschooling, we're always learning, it really actually gave me more freedom, which Mm -hmm. seems like that wouldn't be, but it did. It gave me so much more freedom. Coming up in just a little bit, you're going to hear a special moment that happened at our Wild and Free conference in Wimberley, Texas. It's a musical moment featuring John and Valerie Guerra that's sure to put a smile on your face. That's coming up in just a little bit. Let's talk about what to do if you are in this situation where you're not on the same page as your spouse. For example, if you're the wife and you want to be homeschooling, but your husband isn't on board. Um, I would say lots of prayer. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, seriously. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a very, very legitimate question. And actually, my sister-in-law and brother went through a similar situation. He really wanted to send their son to public school. And one of the biggest reasons he wanted to do that was because of sports. He's very, very into sports. And so he thought if he was homeschooled, he would really be missing out on that whole life. Um, When really, there are so many opportunities for homeschooled kids to still be playing sports. I mean, Mm -hmm. you have to do your research and and really seek it out. But there really are a lot of opportunities. I would just ask for a trial year. Can we just do this for this year or for three months or for six months and, and just see if it works for our family. But ultimately, I would have to go along with what my husband would want. I know that would be hard, but I really believe that you could not thrive in homeschooling if your husband's not on board. I totally Um, agree. Yeah, I just think personally that if your spouse is against it, you shouldn't homeschool. mm -hmm. There's not a lot of reasons I don't think you shouldn't homeschool. One of the 
reasons would be simply if your heart isn't in it. Some people feel Mm -hmm. like that's what they need to do. But if Mm -hmm. your heart isn't in it, I really don't think it's going to go well. But the second reason would be if your spouse is against it, I really think it's not going to go. I mean, it is such a team effort, even if your husband is not involved. It's got to be there. And this is speaking if you're in a married relationship. There's a lot of single Mm -hmm. parents out there homeschooling, which is incredible. You know, my hat's off to them because they don't know how they do it. I just think it's amazing. But Mm -hmm. if you're in a marriage with a spouse that's not on board, I agree that you can't do it successfully. I don't think that needs to necessarily be defeating. So if you do choose a route that's different from homeschooling, I still think there's so much learning that can be done at home. Still be doing your research and still be teaching, you know, letters and reading and math. Still be teaching all those things. And maybe eventually there will be a change of heart. You know, maybe your husband will see the impact that you're making on your child. So maybe there will be a change of heart. But you shouldn't just give up hope, you know, if that's truly the desire of your heart. And for Ben and I, since it's sort of our story, and he wasn't on board in the beginning, Mm -hmm. um, he wasn't against it. He just wasn't ready to make that decision. It was probably a good six months that we talked about it. And so the Mm -hmm. approach that I took was really just, first of all, I just started a conversation. So guess what I've been thinking about lately? (laughs) And it was kind of a shock to him at first because Mm -hmm. I was not the one that would be the homeschool mom. And Mm -hmm. I started, I just shared my concerns, my reasons, just hopes that I had for my children that I didn't think were going to happen outside of homeschooling. And though my beliefs and values around the decision, I tried to gather research. You know, I had been reading some articles and I'd seen some statistics about homeschooled kids going to college. And Mm -hmm. I just felt like being prepared to support my decision went a long way. But there was a time where he was like, if you're really gung-ho on this, then, you know, you can do it. I'll support you, whatever. But I didn't feel comfortable with his heart not being in it yet Mm. so I just said I want it only if you are on board and I'm gonna wait for that you know I'm not gonna go ahead and do it because White's doing fine in school and it'll be okay but I let him know that I didn't want to homeschool if he wasn't 100% on board but I also Mm. was honest with my heart's desire and what I was thinking because it was going to be an intimidating thing for me to take on but it was never a hopeless Mm. situation I actually knew that he would come around yes (laughs) so I did pray I did just choose to be content we just so happened that at the end of the school year we ended up moving to a different school's district so it was the perfect opportunity for me Mm. to just propose what you said which was a trial hey can we just try this for a year why it's going to be in second grade what's the worst thing that can happen (laughs) you know I said if I'm doing math with him every day and he's Mm. reading then he can go to public school next year and be right on track there is nothing that is going Mm -hmm. to happen if we just take this year and it turns out to be a complete failure just do a trial year that actually pretty much convinced Ben and we had started meeting some other homeschool families that were just amazing and so I think meeting and seeing other homeschool families was really cool for Ben to see and just knowing that you know we weren't doing this alone Mm -hmm. but you know I'll be honest it's a constant tension for us he's totally on board with homeschooling and I think one of the reasons why he continues to feel really passionate about it is Mm -hmm. seeing our kids grow up and then also interacting with kids who are in public school and just Mm -hmm. seeing the struggles and the personal issues that they go through Mm -hmm. what they're confronted with at school the bullying it really takes a toll on these kids emotionally and I think that he sees that and it makes him really 
grateful that we have our kids home and our kids are doing amazing things. They're taking initiative now. You know, Wyatt is on his, I don't know if it's the 57th page of a book that he's writing and he has plans for it to be 32 chapters. He writes in it every week and, you know, Dylan is doing his own thing. And I think it's seeing them do really cool things that they wouldn't have the ability to do if they were in school that keeps them going. We have conversations frequently. Are we doing the right thing by our kids? How can we do better? How can we ensure that they will have options when they get to the high school level? Jared and I have those discussions often where we just kind of have to reassess where we're at. In a public school setting, the parents are more removed from what their kids are actually learning, but connecting with them and knowing exactly what they're learning is so great to me. This is so silly. We were driving past, you know what Monkey Joe's, I don't know if Monkey Joe's is a national thing, but it's <sighs> I don't basically think so. a bounce. What do they call those? A like bounce a trampoline. House. Oh no, bounce house inside. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had just studied about Louis Pasteur, you know, the French biologist who discovered the microbial information and actually prevented a lot of diseases back Mm in the 1800s. Shortly after we learned about that, we were driving by Monkey Joe's and I said, hey guys, look, it's Monkey Joe's. And my oldest, he was just seven, I think at the time goes, ooh, more like microbe Joe's (laughs) because we had just learned about microbes. And we all laughed. It was just so fun because we made that connection together, you know, learning and then implementing that into real life situations. And that's one of my favorite things about homeschooling and my husband too, just being able to see that we all connect in that way. We all are learning the same things and are able to identify, you know, the things that we're learning about in real life situations. And I think that's so fun and encouraging for my husband to see that. Okay, everyone, I'm excited to share a fun-filled musical moment that happened at our Wild and Free conference last fall in Wimberley, Texas. Wild and Free conferences are more than just a series of workshops and presentations. They're a time to connect with other like-minded mamas and to fill your soul with good food, good friends, and good music. This moment happened on Friday night at the end of John and Valerie Guerra's musical set. It was a highlight of the night for sure. We hope you enjoy. Thanks so much. Thank you. So this is going to be our last song. Um, it tells a story. And uh, if you were ever, if you ever dated someone in high school and or college or know somebody who has, you may relate. <laughs> so it's called Want to Be Friends. It goes like this. you a song girl another one it's true don't you maybe want to hear it maybe hum along the tune don't you remember when it started we swore it never end and now that it's over I just want to be friends now that it's over I want to be friends don't write me letters or Sing me songs They've been stuck in my head For far too long I don't remember the beginning And I don't want to see the end And now that it's over I don't want to be friends And now that it's over I don't want to be friends Oh, but I do I don't I do No, I don't oh, I, I do I don't 
just wanted to end with a note of encouragement for anybody who's walking through this right now and encouragement for not being able to homeschool but maybe wanting to and Tina you mentioned this too but there's so many wonderful ways to still engage your children in intentional ways and to be involved with their learning outside of school also I just wanted to say that you as a mama are the right mama for your child you know you're mm-hmm. a wonderful mom and homeschooling doesn't make you a better mom homeschooling mm-hmm. doesn't make you a smarter mom or a more intentional mom homeschool moms choose what they do and they're still just incredible ways to engage with your children and be together and sometimes the season isn't right you know maybe their time will come word (laughs) (laughs) no for sure that's so good Ainsley yeah because it's never about public school and private school versus homeschool it's never a competition it's just whatever is really right for your family and if you aren't able to homeschool if that's not your place in life or if your husband's not on board whatever that looks like then just engage with your kids as much as you can just exactly like what you said when they get home from school then ask them the questions and go on a walk with them and just engage with them
them as much as you mm-hmm. can. If it stays in your heart, don't give up. You know, you don't have to talk about it nonstop with your husband, but you don't have to give up either. You can let it go for the time being. You can be content. You know, you can pray quietly, but just know that you can still be an amazing mom and your kid is not going to not have a rich experience or a learning experience because they're missing out on something. Just a quick reminder, our new Kinship Bundle comes out next Monday. But if you sign up before the end of April, you'll still get this month's bundle, Nature, and last month's bundle, Playful, as well. To sign up, just go to bewildandfree.org slash bundles. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but join us next time on the Wild and Free Podcast. (laughs) 